Hello, welcome to Behind the Music. I am Bridget Devon, your host, and today I'm very excited to welcome Paul Reisler with Kid Pan Alley. And Paul, forgive me, is it Reisler? Yes, it is. Okay, awesome, wonderful. Um, uh, so Kid Pan Alley is on a mission to inspire creativity, build confidence, and foster community. They're doing this really amazing thing where they're working um, with kids songwriting. And Paul just shared with me that they have written roughly 2,800 songs uh, with kids as they have found kids to be great co-writers um, and their lyrics, um, as they uh, wrote in their website, funny, touching, goofy, gross, and completely enchanting. Paul, I was able to listen to a, a couple snippets before um, we got on this call, and I was just smiling ear to ear. These are so well produced, just such a great project. Very happy to have you on here. Well, glad to be here. Wonderful. Well, Paul, can you share with us um, about yourself and how Kid Pan Alley got started? Sure. Well, um, I've had a long career in music. Uh, I had a band uh, called Trapezoid. When our very first gig in 1975, we got a record contract. And uh, from that point on, we were uh, touring. And in the heyday of it, we were doing about uh, over 200 concerts a year all across wow. the country and some international. Uh, and that went on almost till uh, 2000. Uh, right around that time, I uh, I was asked by a friend of mine, a friend of ours who worked with us in our theater company. My late wife was an Obie award-winning playwright, actress, and director. And wow. uh, our uh, friend who was in the company was organizing a three-week interdisciplinary residency at our local elementary school. And we live in a very rural community. Uh, the whole county is about 6,500 people, and the largest town is about 124. Mm. So it's very rural. And yeah. she asked me to do music with the kids. I was not particularly interested in teaching them. She'll be coming around the mountain or some song like that. But uh, uh, I got this idea. It would be interesting to see what happened if I tried to write songs with kids, because I'd mm. been teaching professional and semi-professional songwriters at that point for oh, 15 or 20 years. And I thought, well, maybe kids would be great co-writers. And first day I went in there, uh, we wrote five songs and it just took off from there. Uh, some of the songs were great. Some of them needed some work. Some of them were terrible, just what you'd expect. Uh, <laughs> uh, my batting average has gotten a lot better since then. Uh, uh, thanks to all these songs we've written over the last 23 years. Uh, but it uh, anyway, it started off, we wrote those songs, everybody wanted copies of them. I guess we wrote about 60 songs in that three weeks. And uh, I got this idea to get all the musicians in our community together and get each one to record one in their own style. And we're a very interesting uh, community in that, well, we had two major conductors living here, Lauren Mazel, who at the time was the conductor of the New York Philharmonic, uh, since passed away, and then John Bourgeois, uh, who was the conductor in the Marine Band for 20 years. Uh, and we got them, uh, well, we, the Mazelles helped fund it. Uh, Bourgeois did some band arrangements and conducted uh, the high school band on some songs. And we made an album which came out uh, the week before 9-11 and mm -hmm. was promptly buried under the rubble. Uh, but we had an album and then uh, um, one of my close friends, uh, Beth Nielsen Chapman, who is a great songwriter in Nashville, who wrote uh, This Kiss is her most famous song, but uh, tons of fantastic songs, introduced me to the conductor of the Nashville Chamber Orchestra. 
they wanted, they decided within about five minutes, they wanted to do a project there. And we were, worked in all the schools in Nashville, as well as Williamson County, and wrote a, over a hundred songs with that, made an album which had a lot of great artists on it, including Amy Grant, Albert McClinton, Kix Brooks. Uh, we recorded a lot of them with orchestra. And uh, that's sort of what got Kid Pan Alley taken off. Oh my gosh, that is so and, amazing. And we got a Grammy nation, nomination for a song on that album even. Oh, wow, that is amazing. So um, in your experience, what is it like um, for the children like who are going through this process and seeing their songs come to life? Uh, well, obviously, it's very exciting for them. Uh, for most of them, they've never written a song before. A few of them have written songs. Uh, but uh, it's, 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 okay. Well, sorry about that. I uh, I should have turned it off. Before. No worries. And I, that could be something I can edit out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, please, please do. Uh, let's see. Oh, what's it like for the children? Well, it's tremendously exciting for them uh, because what we do is we create a space, safe space for them to say whatever the first thing that comes to their mind is. Mm -hmm. uh, we find that uh, kids do make the greatest co-writers uh, because they never run out of ideas. They have what you need most of all in songwriting, which is imagination. They have amazing imaginations. Uh, uh, and so they have, they, it's just a great time for them. We get both the lyric, uh, first we start off, we find out what they want to write about, then we brainstorm over it, and then we write a section of lyric. Uh, then I get them to uh, come up with the melody for the lyric, uh, first by reading it. So they might, they might read it, they might read it. We'll clap the, uh, the rhythm of what they've said. And then I'll go, they might read it, which mm. is, you know, the pitch that they're speaking on. I tell them, well, you know, melody is just uh, speech that's expanded. It goes up higher, goes down lower. We're really singing to each other when we speak because we speak in rhythm and on pitch. And the pitch in which we speak in also uh, influences how we hear it uh, and how we hear, how we hear meaning. Um, if we go up on the end, it becomes more of a question, those kinds of things. And I just show them those things and they come up with a melody. I play it in three or four different styles on my guitar and say, well, uh, which one most evokes what we're trying to say. So it's a very organic process. Uh, we have two one hour sessions with them to write their songs. And then uh, usually at the end of the week, we have a concert featuring all the songs we've written with the school. Oh my gosh, that is so that is so great. What's the concert like? Do you have live um, live performances, or is it a recording, or how does the concert live performances? So before COVID, everything was live, mm -hmm. and uh, we we would. Uh, I always have someone an assistant working with me who's a great singer. Singing is not my strong suit, uh, uh, and also just so that we can maintain, I can maintain the focus on the children. I have someone there who can write on the board, who can point to things for me and uh, also come up with ideas. So, and help with uh, classroom management, keeping the kids entertained and all of those things. So we're really working together as a team on it. So uh, uh, we do the concert, uh, the kids come up on stage and sing with us. 
um, mm. as we're playing the songs. And usually they have the whole school there at the concert. Often we do a concert in the afternoon for the school and an evening concert for the community. Uh, during COVID, uh, all of our workshops were uh, virtual. We uh, discovered, uh, well, you know, as soon as COVID started, we got to work on, well, what are we going to do about this? And we came up with how to work with it in the virtual world. And we're very successful for that and found that it worked just as well virtually as it did in person. Uh, so that was a wonderful discovery and one of the great gifts or maybe the only great gift of COVID was we found uh, we could work, we, we, we could do it virtually. It saved everyone a lot of money and a lot of wear and tear on my body <sighs> and a lot of time. And I got to spend, you know, I've been uh, making music full time for almost 50 years. And in the last three years, I've been home probably more than the last 50 put together. Um, so I've been very grateful for that. Uh, and we did the concerts virtually. The only thing that, that wasn't as good about the concerts is the kids could sing along, but we couldn't. They had to be on mute because obviously they'd be out of time with us. Yeah, um, that, that that would be a hard part. <laughs> one challenge. Uh, uh, but, you know, they were the, 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 the performances worked well that way. And now we're kind of we're back to doing some of the concerts live so the kids can come up on stage with us. And sometimes we're hybrid where we we're writing the songs virtually and then we go in and do a concert. Other times we'll do both virtually or vo both uh, um, in person. So cool. I love it. I would also love to hear, do you um, come across any common myths about songwriting uh, that, you know, you'd love to dispel? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let me see about that. Uh, there are a lot of myths out, out there. Uh, the first one is that uh, only people who are in the employ of a multinational corporation can write songs. Mm. Uh, we dispel that with the kids. Mm. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, everybody has their way of thinking about songs and how they're supposed to go. And one of the things that we found in Kid Pan Alley, uh, well, we start, uh, you know, in my own writing, I'll start with whatever it is. I might start with lyric, I might start with music, I might start with a beat, uh, but working with the kids, I want them to really say exactly what they mean. And so we start mm -hmm. by writing a section of lyric. And sometimes, a lot of times, uh, what they're trying to say doesn't fit into a neat box, you know, of 16 bars or eight bars or whatever. Uh, it has an odd number of bars. Some of the bars have odd number, uh, odd measures in them, like we might be going along in 4-4 four, four, and all of a sudden there's a measure of three or a measure of seven, uh, which is dictated by uh, uh, the lyric. And uh, so I also really believe in that we're we're able to say exactly what the kids want to say and what they mean, uh, because we're not starting off in this little narrow fence of, you know, starting with, okay, you know, I'm going to play four chords on my guitar. We're going to write to that. Um, right. We're trying to, we're really trying to honor uh, their ideas and what they're trying to say. That's so great. Um, I'd also love to hear, can you speak about any challenges um, or obstacles you've overcome in um, building your organization? Oh, there have been plenty of them. Uh, mm -hmm. 
over, over the years. I think uh, I think one of the biggest uh, challenges, and you know, Kid Penale has been going for twenty three years, so uh, we've seen a lot of changes in schools. And one of the biggest changes of schools, of course, was standardized testing, and uh, schools then teaching to the test, not wanting to give up uh, time for anything other than you know getting better test scores. So I think that's been one of the challenges is uh, that the schools want, you know, really are focused on testing. And of course, what we found and what the schools have found is that getting the kids to think mm. really helps their test scores. And what we're doing is getting them to think rather than to just uh, uh, play back information that they have. And that helps them figure out answers for things it helps them explore things uh it's also a very radical thing i think uh getting kids <laughs> to think a very important thing my friend john mccutcheon said to, that to me one day he said you know paul you're doing the most radical thing you could which is you're getting kids to think and uh i think that helps them throughout life you know yes. not, we're not giving them answers we're uh uh getting their ideas and helping them uh, work their way through creating something. Totally. Music education is uh, the recreating, learn this song, learn this dance, paint in the style of whoever. And we start, we're really about the creative process, not the recreative. We start with a blank page. What do you want to write about today, kids? And uh, we come up with a bunch of ideas and they vote on it and it's uh, uh, very organic in that kind of way, but they're learning really the creative process, the creative process that happens to be uh, dressed up in songwriters clothes because that's what we do, but the creative process can, you know, can be valuable to them throughout their lifetime, whether they're going to be an artist or a farmer or uh, someone who works in the office. Uh, uh, the creative process is invaluable for approaching their life and their work uh, with fresh eyes, with creative eyes. Absolutely. Um, when you're kind of talking about creativity and, and thinking, one of the things that came to my mind is when we're told an answer, your, your mind stops because you think you found, you don't have another door you need to open. But if you're asked questions to keep searching for something, you open more doors and this box within your mind just gets bigger and bigger and you find you just you your just mind just opens and you're you you work harder to sort through things and you just find more creative solutions so i just love that um you know that that's something that you're encouraging kids to to do um is just to think think from themselves work through their their ideas and their problems um I'd also love to hear with Kid Pan Alley, what has been um, some really great ways of promoting your organization? How do you get the word out? Well, it's mostly word of mouth. Uh, you know, we'll go to a school and uh, so many of the schools have us back every year. Then, you know, if you're a music teacher, you might tell your other music teacher friends in the school system, things like that. Also, I think it helps, uh, you know, we've made six albums of the songs and uh, that's gotten you know gotten our name around plus you know we've won a number of awards include uh you know for everything from a grammy nomination to uh 
Whammy Awards and Parents' Choice Gold Awards and things like that, which also uh, really help. Another thing that we did during COVID, which um, I think uh, uh, created a bit of a buzz, is we started a, uh, a regular uh, a virtual concert series featuring, you know, I've been a professional musician for so long and I know so many wonderful artists. And so uh, having this uh, started off as a weekly virtual concert series during COVID, and it really created a lot of recognition for our program and gave our friends who were musicians who lost all their work, something to do, a way to make a little money and have a great time. That's so great. Those have all been things we've done. We've really never done much in the way of advertising. Uh, uh, just we've been able to function pretty well just uh, by word of mouth. Absolutely. Sound, yeah, I mean, I think once people hear about what you're doing and what what um, this experience you're offering, it's really exciting. You just want to um, naturally learn more. Um, well, Paul, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, can you share with us your vision for the future? Um, what do you see in the next year for Kid Pan Alley or beyond? Uh, well, I'm at this stage of my life because I'm getting kind of old. Uh, I'm uh, looking further ahead than just the next year. And so mm -hmm. one of the things we've done is we have hired a woman who had been working with us for a few years, uh, Natalia Zuckerman. Uh, uh, first we hired her as a program manager and now we've made her uh, co-artistic director with me. Uh, she's a wonderful musician. Uh, her parents are some of the most famous classical musicians in the world. Her father is Pinkus Zuckerman, uh, the violinist and conductor and um, uh, you know, and her mother's a very well-known flautist. Wow. So, uh, she comes by her, her music uh, uh, from a very deep place. And so uh, uh, I don't intend to retire anytime, but I am 73 now and I'm going to keep going as long as I can. But I know uh, that uh, Natalia will carry it forward when I can't do it anymore. Uh, so that's been a real, a real gift to me because I think this is a really important thing that we're doing. I think and so too. I want, to, I want to see it continue. I've put 23 years of uh, my life into it at this point, and uh, I've seen what it does for the children, uh, how it inspires them. Some of them have gone on to, you know, become musicians, but that's not really the point. Mm -hmm. The point is that they learn uh, how to use the how to be creative in their own lives, no matter what they're doing. Mm. In terms of short term. Uh, things have really been taking off over the last year um, and uh, so we have a lot of different projects going on a lot of different uh, places we're going we're doing some work uh, uh, with an organization uh, that does training for high potential uh, leaders so it's uh, you know those are those are adults but who, uh, in corporations and so that's uh, hopefully uh, going to provide some funding to fund some of our programs. Uh, and we're always, of course, recording. Uh, we've had an amazing year so far. I think we've written since January 1st, I think we've written around 65 songs since wow. January 1st in three months. So um, we're always recording. Uh, I've been making records since 1975. We have uh, 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 guy I was working with from when he was a teenager uh, who uh, works as a great recording engineer and producer who works with us from Los Angeles and so we're always recording songs 
putting out ones. We have a special one that uh, we're putting putting out. Uh, we wrote, we have a new program, a literacy program, where the kids read a book about. Well, uh, this particular song was written. They had read a book about uh, Maya Lin and the Vietnam Wall Memorial. We wrote a song about that, and then we it was such an amazing song. We did a string quartet arrangement and got Pink and Superman and Amanda Forsythe, who uh, is a great cellist, to uh, play it. And we're uh, going to be promoting that for uh, Memorial Day. Mm. Uh, it's a really, really wonderful song uh, uh, about the Vietnam Wall Memorial and uh, those things. So we're always uh, coming up with new projects. We really, uh, uh, one of the things we love doing the most is partnering with other organizations. So we have programs we do with orchestras, we have programs we do with uh, art museums where the kids come in, write songs inspired by the artwork there. As I mentioned, oh. the literacy program where the kids read a book and write a song based on the book that they've read, which really gets them to approach it from a much deeper level. Uh, we've had programs we've done with national parks, uh, programs we've done with environmental organizations. Um, basically, we can write a song about anything and probably by now we have. So uh, we can partner with a lot of different kinds of organizations. I look at what we do as it's really a community building uh, project. And so we try and involve as many different people and organizations as possible. That is so inspiring. And I love that, you know, I love hearing how you can go into a classroom and, and write a song and it just, um, can come from thin air. And then you can also have a prompt where it's like, hey, let's do this really great experience. We're going to go to an art museum. We're going to go, let's say, a zoo or something. And then we're going to write from that experience. And that's just so exciting. And especially because just the the variety of of topics you can write about, because the, the whole, you know, sometimes songs are, um, you know, like we hear a lot of love songs, which is a beautiful you know, mm -hmm. wonderful topic and stuff, but it's also cool to think about this was a song about going to a zoo um, and, and how amazing that was. I just absolutely, I'm so inspired by that. Um, well, Paul, before we go, can you share with us, how can people um, get connected and um, maybe what's, um, what's a way that they can learn more about Kid Pan Alley? Well, our, our website, which is uh, kidpanalley.org. It's K-I-D-P-A-N-A-L-L-E-Y.org. And there's a bunch of songs up there and lots of, lots of information uh, uh, up there. Uh, there's uh, uh, all of our music is on all the services like Spotify and Apple Music and uh, Amazon Music and all of those places. So you can go and listen to things. We also have a ton of uh, videos on... Uh, YouTube, I well over a hundred videos up there. So there's all kinds of things uh, you can do when, and uh, you, if you're interested in bringing Kid Pan Alley to your community, uh, we'd love to work with you. Uh, you can email us at info at kidpanalley.org. I love it. Um, well, Paul, thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us about your work at Kid Pan Alley and what you've created. This is such a unique and wonderful thing. Um, 
And I, I just am so inspired by it. And for those listening, definitely check out their website. You can listen to um, uh, some of the songs that they have, as well as uh, get pointed to the records that they've released. Um, and it's just really, it will make you smile listening to it. And it's so well produced. It's just really great, great music. Um, so, Paul, thank you for your time and for sharing with us about your work. Well, thank you. And I hope people will go and listen because... Uh, you know, I can describe this to people, but they're, they never get how sophisticated and how incredible the songs are. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree more with you. Like, because when I saw it, I was like, oh, these are kids songs. And you have an idea of what a kid's song is, you know, um, and like a nursery rhyme, which is wonderful music. But then when I actually listened to it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is like very well produced, well, um, like structured really high quality uh songwriting and recordings so i totally agree with you on that experience definitely if you're listening check it out and if you'd like to bring kid pan alley to your community uh go to their website and send them an email yeah and you can also on our website we we also have two kid pan alley musicals uh that we've written uh, the songs <laughs> for the kids uh, uh one's called bouncing and i've written the scripts for them and the other was based on the Clementine series of books. Uh, and so it's called The Talented Clementine. I love that. That is amazing. Well, Paul, once again, thank you so much. And for those listening, def definitely check out their website. Um, so appreciate your time, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Delightful talking with you, Bridget. Thank you. <laughs>